Marna is one of our original practitioners here at Capital Integrative Health. For those who have been her patients, have got to know her over the years, when CIH opened eight years ago, which was in 2015 now. Marna was and has been always a vital part of this team that's brought this vision to life. And we admire Marna for the way that she cares for patients, really focuses all our attention, giving 110% with each visit, and appreciating all the wisdom and knowledge that she shared with both our team and her patients. As Marna prepares to retire at the end of this year, we wanted to do a special podcast with Marna to honor her time with us so that Marna can share more about her story and what she's learned throughout her career so that we can take those lessons to help ourselves move forward and to help her patients you know, move forward. We talk a lot about what inspired her to become a nurse practitioner, what her patients have taught her along the way. We know that our patients are our best teachers and also what changes Marna hopes to see in healthcare in the future. Please enjoy this conversation with Marna. And also just Marna, we wanted to thank you from the bottom of our hearts at CIH for being a amazing practitioner and an even better person. So thank you, Marna. Welcome back, Marna, to the podcast. Great to have you on again. Thank you. So Marna, we've been at this for about eight years now. We're just, I was just counting the years, like, you know, 2015, 16, 17, all of a sudden it's 2022. I know. And we're here Almost chatting. 10 years. <laughs> yes, exactly. Almost 10 years. Um, so today's episode is in honor, Marna, of the years you've spent caring for patients at CIH and beyond. And you, we know as a nurse, and then now as a nurse practitioner, yeah. that's the heart of nursing. Mm -hmm. and, and the heart of medicine is really caring. Mm-hmm. And um, so, first of all, Marna, we just want to thank you for your amazing, caring spirit, all that you embody here at CIH. Um, and so, we hope that this conversation today, we're going to be kind of chatting, just having an informal conversation about how we can capture some of the best wisdom that you've gained in your years of practicing both nursing and also clinical medicine. Mm -hmm. So, let's kind of start with, uh, first, Marna, how you became a practitioner what drew you to become a nurse practitioner and specifically to get into integrative medicine? Okay. Yes, that's quite an interesting story. Um, I guess, you know, I always had, and my sister was really an influence in me even when I was a nurse, you know. So, um, and she st has this little herb shop and she started treating her children sort of naturally and with herbs and everything else. So that had a, a big influence on me. And then I was a nurse. Um, was in nursing, got my AA degree in 1984, uh, and then I think um, got my bachelor's degree after I worked at Shady Grove Hospital for a while at, at the University of Maryland. And then, sort of like a crazy old lady, I went back to school to get my <laughs> practitioner's license, and I graduated, uh, I think I was the oldest person in my class, and graduated in 2010 um, from Marymount, Marymount University. So, but I really always, you know, even sort of after my sister's influence, I had always this real bent for natural health. You know, so really I was introduced a lot through some of the pioneers in integrative medicine, you know, like Dr. Christine Northrup, you know, Dr. Jonathan Wright. They were some of the pioneers, you know, in uh, integrative medicine, or they didn't even call it integrative, it's sort of like complementary medicine way back when. 
I got their newsletters, I had stacks of their newsletters, and I just, they just really resonated with me. I mean, it just really like, there is something more than just traditional medicine. And um, learned a lot just from reading that, uh, reading their newsletters. And I even took a little uh, naturopathic correspondence course, you know. And so after all that, after being in nursing for a while, you know, I thought, well, how can I really best help people? And that's when I thought, okay, uh, to use this, some of the knowledge that I acquired, you know, and then I thought I could just maybe be a nurse practitioner and go back to school and see if I could just sort of help people that way. So anyway. That's so great. And the world is much better for it, for your decision <laughs> to become a nurse practitioner, especially here at CIH. So, um, you know, you've been uh, practicing as a nurse practitioner now for for many years, first in Leesburg. Yes. And then here in Bethesda. Yes. But um, I think what we wanted to ask you, too, is, you know, with all your years of practicing, what are some of the best lessons you've learned um, through your years of practicing about becoming and being a compassionate, effective practitioner? Yeah, good question. You know, when you, when you first start, and when I first start, you know, you're sort of deer in the headlights, you know, and you just have to learn to relax a little bit, you know. And, you know, like we've talked about lots of times, you know, it's just... Ooh, you know, just be there with the patient, you know. Um, and we don't necessarily have to have all the answers all the time. But I think for me is just that to recognize that patients want to be heard. They want to know that they are heard. And so they want somebody to listen to them, you know. And I think that for me is something that I've tried to embody at times is just, you know, try and put myself in their shoes a little bit and just listen, you know. And I think that is just really important. You are the master at listening and just listening to you, <laughs> listen to patients, because sometimes I'm in on your visits, you mm -hmm. know, joint visits, I can see the intensity and the focus and the awareness. Mm -hmm. And I feel like patients, you know, feel that too. Yeah. So they do definitely feel heard with you. And you've re really been a model here mm -hmm. for us, yeah. all other practitioners here <laughs> at this. So thank you for being that, you know, model of someone that really, um, listens to and, you know, um, really pays attention to these these patients that maybe have never felt hurt yeah, yeah, in yeah. their medical journey before. Exactly. They've, As we both know, they've been to often some of the patients that we've seen here have been to multiple practitioners, you know, and just haven't found answers. So it's sometimes just a sigh of relief to have somebody, to have some hope and just to have somebody listen to them. And we don't have to know all the answers, right? We're, we're I sure don't know all the answers. instruments <laughs> of you know uh, the universe and having to you know really wanting to partner with patients and kind of having a curiosity about mm -hmm. hey what's mm -hmm. what's going on with your mm -hmm. your body today? What's going on with your spirit today? Mm -hmm. You know, and this is something where maybe people haven't had that type of experience yeah. before, yeah. And, and you're providing that you know um, with that with that kind of intentionality. So you are, uh, you know, one of our most experienced practitioners uh, at this point in 2022, <laughs> right? You were initially like deer in the headlights probably, but now you're like, hey, let's, let's get some of the road map from Marna here. What advice would you give a new practitioner? Maybe they're just out of M NP school or PA school or mm -hmm. just newly minted MD or, you know, any, any clinician really. Yeah. What would you um, give advice, you know, advice would you give them in terms of someone that's just starting out? Yeah. I think it's something even what we just almost re referred to, you know, I mean, 
um, you know, you know, it sort of goes along with listening, but time, you know, you, I remember even just as a new nurse, you know, just as a regular RN, it takes a while just to get, it takes at least a year just to be acclimated to be a nurse, you know, um, and same way with a nurse practitioner. I know for me, since my background was just more pediatrics, it was quite a jump for me to jump to primary care and do adult nursing, you know. Um, I almost uh, dropped ahead of nurse practitioner school when I had to learn all the rhythms for the adult population, you know, because I was used to, you know, just a few pediatric, you know, bradycardia and tachycardia with the pediatrics. And I thought, ah, I don't know if I can do this, you know, but give yourself time. You know, you just, you can't learn it all at once. And there's so much to learn. So just take one day at a time and give yourself a break just to you'll learn a lot from your patients and that's how I learned a lot too. give yourself time to learn and you will just even learn a lot from your own study but you'll just learn a lot just from your patients patients are the best teachers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. patients the best teachers and yeah. um little funny thing came to me as you were saying that in my pediatric rotation I remember them saying that kids are not little adults uh, absolutely right? <laughs> maybe the dosing you know we can always change that but they're not Exactly, adults. No, they're and not. Adults <laughs> are not big kids. Maybe some adults are big kids, but yeah, really. Yes. So, so you've really treated the lifespan, right? As a, from a nurse to yes, you know, treating kids, being yeah. a school nurse. You were yeah. a school nurse for a bit yes, too. Yes, yes, yes. And then, yeah. of course, treating adults here, uh, yeah. or twelve and up, we should say. You know, some some teenagers too. We, we started with little kids when I first started here. I had a three-year-old. Yes, that's right. Maybe, I remember. Or maybe even younger. No, I, I treated a. I remember treating a nine month old too. Yeah. For yeah. Like with food sensitivities, yeah. that was one, one of our first patients. We've definitely treated some right, right. some when young we first ones started. here. Right. Um. Yeah. So so you know, never fear. Patients will teach us the way that we need to, you know, learn things. Yeah. Partner with them. Yeah. 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 That, that's great. That's great advice. Um. All right. Well, let's get into some of the some of the other kind of interesting questions we have for you here today, Marna. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do a lot of, you know, functional medicine in our mm-hmm. practice, and we, we have some tests that can get to the root causes of things and can dig in really deep, mm-hmm. almost like an archaeologist or something. Yeah, yes. However, sometimes these tests can be kind of expensive, and a lot of times people haven't heard of these tests necessarily. Right, right. And, you know, we, we think about supplements too. Um, you know, they can be really helpful. But one of the things that we always come back to as some of the, the, the foundation, mm-hmm. the bedrock, is lifestyle medicine. Yeah, is right. lifestyle. And, um, and we, know, we know even, like, I know you've seen a lot of complicated patients here, a lot of complicated cases. Mm-hmm. Sometimes even those cases come back to lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, right. What are some of the lifestyle practices that you've seen make a big difference in your patient's health to really move that needle? Yeah. You know, even... When years ago, you know, I think somebody told me, you know, just as I was learning all these things from way back when, stress is the underlying cause of all dis ease, <laughs> you know? And I think um, that is true, you know. We all have stress, and some stress is good. We need stress, you know. But I think when people went, especially when they're so chronically ill, they can be just so stressed out about worrying about what should we do and when, uh, how, I'm not getting well. You know, so I think dealing with exactly what you said, lifestyle, me- uh, you know, lifestyle uh, measures, you know, whether that's 
deep breathing, whether it's yoga, whether it's prayer, whatever, you know, just exercise, you know, dealing with stress, I think is a bigger, is a big thing. And then I think secondarily to that too, um, and they sort of go in hand, hand in hand, and you know what we all say, but nutrition and exercise, I mean, I think even exercise is so important just for your mental health, you know, um, even if you don't feel really good. Sometimes when I don't feel really good, I just go for a walk, you know, because it gets the circulation going, gets the circulation to my brain and clears it out. And then nutrition, I've often said this, that I think the nutritionists here at CIH have healed more patients than probably some of us practitioners because changing um, our to good nutritional practices just makes a huge difference in how you feel and in your state of wellness. So those are sort of, I'd say, like stress and nutrition and exercise, you know. And then we build on that, you know, with supplements, testing, and all the things that you mentioned. And those are, you know, at least relatively inexpensive. We all have to buy food and go to the grocery store and things like that. Right, right. But, you know, moving our body, you know, eating real food, right? managing and, and dealing with stress, and yeah. some of the foundational things. Yes. Ironically, some of the simplest things can exactly. be the ones that make the most difference. Yes. It sounds uh, like. Yeah. That's that's really great. Um, and, and also, these are things that patients can do themselves. Exactly. Like these are very empowering right. kind of, you know, lifestyle tips here. Yeah. Deep breathing doesn't cost any money. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of awareness. A little it does bit of cost awareness, a little awareness, right. but otherwise. Yeah, yeah, a little belly breathing. You know, I, I try and do a little bit of that often, not every night, but before I go to bed. And that really just sort of helps you relax and focus a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um. So kind of looking forward at things, you know, we know that there's a lot of change and, um, you know, transformation in the healthcare system. Yeah. And there's a lot of health problems out there, a lot of, a lot of issues that patients are, you know, dealing with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the world's getting more complicated over time also. What do you hope for, Marna, in the future of healthcare? What kind of integration would you like to see or changes that you think should be made in this, in the healthcare field? Boy, wow. This is the state of the union. This is the state of the union. (laughs) If I could answer that question and solve the medical crisis right now, that would be amazing. I think we should go to the White House right now. Yeah, I think we should go to – exactly. Let's talk with them. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, I mean, obviously we could talk about policies and so many different things, you know, but – uh, you know, it really comes back to, um, like, even when I was in nurse practitioner school, you know, I always had, like, and, you know, following some of these other gurus, these early gurus, you know, uh, where uh, it's all about prevention and wellness, you know. And, you know, like, when I had to pick a theorist, you know, for my project in nurse practitioner school, it was, a, I think, of the, my nursing theorist was Pender, you know, who did wellness or she, or had, like, um health promotion, you know, was her theory, you know, and, and the theory that I built my project on or on my paper or whatever it was. And I think that's where it has to come back a lot too, you know, for our health, you know, is prevention and wellness. I go back to the very beginning, you know, because our system is broken. I recently, uh, just a couple weeks ago, talked to this clinical, this nursing clinical specialist that works currently in a hospital. And nurses are leaving the field in droves. You know, there's the insurance pressure on the hospitals, you know, to get people out, you know, and all that, which puts this pressure on the healthcare providers, you know. And then with COVID, I, I can't imagine a new nurse starting out during this COVID 
thing. So, I mean, so that's, I don't want to talk about all those things, but I mean, I think it, for overall health, we have to get back to prevention and wellness, you know, and, and not just 15-minute visits where we throw out an antibiotic really quickly, yeah. you know, and yeah. how we're going to navigate that. Ooh, that's going to require a lot of thinking by a lot of people smarter than I am. But, and I guess on another thing, I mean, I know we here at Catalina Great Health, a large, a, you know, large group of us went to California recently to a health conference, and you know, they talked about there too how we need to make integrative medicine more affordable and more available yes. to the common public. You know, yes. and I think that as integrative medicine has grown, I think that that is a focus that. Um, that is a good focus that we need to see how we can do better at that, you know. And it's one thing that I've always said I've appreciated here that we've taken, we do take insurance. We have, you know, a little bit of a, a fee, a monthly fee, but just taking insurance, that does make it more available. But I think moving forward, uh, from functionally speaking, that we need to just figure out how we can continue to grow in that area of being able to provide integrative medicine to a larger group of people. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. The, the, there's a big, wide you know, swath of the population that has a lot of these truly preventable diseases when you look exactly. at lifestyle medicine. And, you know, we always we always know what um, I think a wise person said, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't know, was it ben, ben Franklin or something I else? I think so. I, I think, think it was Franklin. Right. Yeah. He invented been. and, you know, said a lot of things. So maybe, right, he maybe, did. It's a safe bet. We yeah, can we can always possibly. attribute it to him We can anyway. always say it could be Franklin. <laughs> um, well, Marna, we want to say here, since, you know, this podcast also is in honor of you, because you've been here for the entire time mm-hmm. here at, at CIH, um, with me, I mean, we we st- we kind of on the medical side started this yeah. together, and of course, you know, Liz and Carrie and everyone, right, Diane, right. yeah, um, and everyone, Amina, you know. But yeah. I would say that you know you've been there with me from the beginning. So I just want to personally thank you for being <laughs> such a rock, you know, here, <laughs> an anchor, like someone that really has been through, you know, all the all the easy times, all the difficult times, mm-hmm. you know, everything in between. Yeah, um, you know, we've been riding that wave, you know. Um, but you are going to transition away from patient care. Yes. Uh, in, the, in the near future, I know that we've been kind of talking about this. Um, how are you planning to spend your time, you know, right. moving forward? Yeah. Good question. I think, obviously, I've been thinking about that for a year, and obviously been thinking about it more and more all the time, you know. <laughs> um and, you know, like I am going to just stick around here in the wings for right now for a little bit, probably do some, during the month of January is going to be sort of a sort of a transition time still with some of my patients will still be transitioning and I'll be helping with that transition to other practitioners. And um, then I think I'll probably do some, doing some classes, you know, and stuff as well. And then I'll just sort of see how it goes from there. I mean, my family, um, you know, I'm, I'm from the Midwest originally, you know, and my family is scattered from Kansas, Colorado, Chicago, all different places, you know, and I feel uh, sort of during all these years when I've lived on the East Coast, you know, um, and it's hard to, you know, a job like this is sometimes hard to travel, you know, a lot or long distances. So I'm looking forward to doing traveling, uh, spending some more time with my family, um, and, you know, I, I think 
to sort of, uh, you know, I, I want to be involved in still helping people in different ways. There's, I mean, I, there's this verse in the Bible that says, if you give yourself to the afflicted and satisfy the desire of the needy, then your light will arise like, um, you know, be more bright and your, your gloom will become like midday. You know, and I think, okay, you know, in medicine, it's really important to have boundaries. Yes, but the sure. sti- But still for my life, I think it's when giving to others where you get back, you know, as well, Absolutely. you know. And yes. so um, so there's other things that, you know, I have, you know, I've tossed around. There's a friend in Germany that works a lot with refugees or something like that. I don't know, maybe I'll go visit her for a while or something, you know. Um, I don't know. So there are just, and there's different other things that I've thought of doing, you know, even out in the community a little bit, maybe taking some of these classes out to the community or something a little bit. So, um but bottom line, as I've thought about this a lot, I'll figure that out, I think, in the next couple of months. <laughs> yeah. yes. I, I think I need to just take some time to de-stress and clear my brain, and then I'll really sort of figure out what I'm doing. Take some deep breaths, you know. Take some, take some deep breaths, sleep for a week, you know, do I nothing heard, for a week. <laughs> I heard the WNBA is still recruiting. Oh, that's right. <laughs> they've, been, they've been going around, you know, some of the parts of Montgomery County and right. checking out some people like right you know i still like to play basketball that's right i so dr Wang, we still have to have our basketball game yes we will <laughs> we will for sure i've been working on my jump shot i need to yeah, well, polish that a little bit i'm not very good at my jump shot i like to my long shot from the you know behind the free throw line that's mm. at the more at the circle you know okay. try and do okay. that 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 shot that's what i always try and perfect so you're a sharpshooter you're a three-pointer yeah three-pointer i like uh, the three-point shots so anyway so player. nice I'll, I'll have to uh, work on work on that a little bit. <laughs> Even if the shots don't fall, sometimes defense and rebounding is underrated. So right, well, you know? it's a great form of exercise when you do it by yourself because you know I sure do not make all my shots, and you get a lot of exercise catching all those rebounds. <laughs> you don't make any shots unless you start shooting them, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Any further thoughts you'd like to say to your patients? Well, yes. I mean, it's sort of what I alluded to earlier, you know, that you learn from your patients. And uh, you learn a lot from your patients. And that's just not, um, I'm not just saying that to say that, you know, because you're, especially even here in functional medicine, a lot of the patients here have, you've done, they've done a lot of research and you do truly learn from them. But it has been a privilege to, um, to get to know each and one of each and every one of you. I mean, and there have been some definite emotional moments in the last month on both sides with patients and with me. So um, I, I will miss you. I will miss many of my patients. And um, thank you for the opportunity to let, let me get to know you and to work together with you. And uh, I truly wish you all the best. I know that Oh, we just do have so many good practitioners here now that we can follow up with. But um, yeah, it's been amazing. So thank you. Well, thank you so much, Marna. Thank you for being a shining light here mm-hmm. at CIH. You mm-hmm. mentioned that verse from the Bible. So I want to say that you've been a real shining light for us here. Mm-hmm. And um, hopefully we'll continue to use that as inspiration moving okay. forward. I know we will. So thank you so much. We love you so much. And uh, we'll chat soon. Okay. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for taking the time to listen to us today. If you enjoyed this conversation, please take a moment to leave us a review. 
It helps our podcast to reach more listeners. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss our next episodes and conversations. And thank you so much again for being with us.